control we have landed on the planet It's been a long time, we should've never left us granted But we standing on the front line, prime for the sequel Part 2 will rock you, the voice of the people We had to take it back, shake it up and rearrange it The industry's evolving, now we rolling with the changes Black, Bobby, Mac, Josh, Brian, and Mary Thought to take over the planet, make some noise if you hear me everybody welcome back planet platypus you know who it is it's your boy jiggy josh fiore in the building once again two weeks in a row no, josh? that's gonna be my thing now really yeah i'm jiggy josh fiore in the building wow yeah and we are bobby mackless again yeah mackless once again but you know we have such a jam-packed show today what are you saying? It doesn't matter that Bobby's not here? I'm saying... To, Is that what you're saying, Josh? <laughs> to substitute the fact like that Bobby's not here. rivalry right we have, there. We have such a, a packed show today. But I will say this. Uh, shout out to DJ Todd over at Monroe's. Uh, the reason Bobby's out, out for this week's show is Todd had a stroke. Uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, over at Monroe's. Monroe's is a sponsor. They're family. Todd's family. Um, he's doing great. He's recovered. He's uh, getting his, his legs back, and he's getting ready to go back to work. In the meantime... BMAC uh, is helping out our Monroe's family, and uh, he's DJing this week over there, filling in some shifts for Todd while he's recovering. Uh, so big shout out to Todd and our Monroe's family. Um, and now switching gears, we do have a really big show. You're not even kidding. Um, we've got Lunch Money Lewis, who we're going to call here in a second and do an interview with him. For those of you who don't know who uh, Lunch Money is, um, not only is he a rapper and a performer, He's also written half of the book of music yeah. in the last like Who's seven who years of pop music, um, and he's got a very interesting story, and I can't wait to talk to him. Porn legend Sarah J Ooh. is going to tell some stories today on What's Your Story, and we've got uh, a Spitfire of the Week dedicated to. Should we save it? Should we save it? Let's as a wait. Yeah. Let's save it as a surprise. But Josh has another. Uh, epic. I'm gonna spit some hot fire. Spitfire of the week, no, and and not to mention, I've got a surprise for you, Josh. Okay, well, I'm intrigued. A little bit of a love connection for your post birthday. I didn't buy you a gift for your birthday, and I felt guilty, so I kind of went and found somebody that I know that you would love to make a love connection with, and I'm gonna do my best as your boy to try and make that happen today. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> I wish Bobby was here for this because he's missing out today. But we have a very special guest on the line right now. Um, a guy I met at Tootsie's a couple weeks ago through mutual friends in the recording industry. And the more I get to talk to this guy, the more I just think the world of him. So let's introduce him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, on the Planet Platypus show is uh, Lunch Money Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. What up, man? Platypus, what's going on, man? Now, Lunchy, let's start at the beginning just to give our listeners kind of a little background as, as to who you are and, and, and how you came into the recording business. Now, um, you come from reggae royalty, really, because your father and your uncle were both the uh, founding members of Inner Circle. Wow. Who everybody knows yeah, man. the bad boys theme from Cops is probably. Right. I'm sure he hates hearing that by now. It's, it's like us playing. <laughs> it's probably like us strip club DJs playing Girls, 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 I would yeah. assume, right? Yeah. 
But a lot of people don't realize Inner Circle had a library of hits. Yeah. And um, they're, they're unbelievably talented. So that's your dad and your uncle. So you grew up in the studio, basically. Like, you came out of the womb right into the studio, right? Yeah, man. I've been, I've been around music most of my life, man. Like, basically, you know, my dad being a bass player, my uncle being a guitarist, and then I've been going to stage shows and rehearsals and kind of been around the music thing my whole life. From uh, from so many different like angles of it, from playing instruments to writing, you know, just the whole thing. So, yeah, it kind of is like second nature to me, man. Well, first second, born into it, you know. And I just kind of took the initiative myself. Like to a certain age, like I kind of decided pretty young that this is what I wanted to do. So, you know, I just kind of, you know, I went with it. How many instruments do you play, Lunchy? Um, I can fiddle around on everything. I'm more of a drummer. I kind of took the drums. I guess when I was young, I just wanted to bang on shit and make a bunch of noise. And kind of like my drummer in the band, Lance Scott, he was, uh, he was the, he was like, you know, my pops said it was cool. Was something about the drummer. He had the hat. He was like going, you know, drummers are awesome, you know? Yeah. So I, was like, drums. So I, I took up drums. So I'm more of a drummer than anything else. I basically mess around with stuff. I got a question about Inner Circle, and I feel like you're probably the only person that can answer this question for me. And it's something that has plagued my mind for many years, man. And, and maybe you could shed some light on it. Uh, back in the day when I first started working in DJ uh, in strip clubs, you know, they had a popular song that we would play during the day shift a lot, especially around summertime would come around. We play that song, Sweat. By Inner Circle. Yeah. That was the jam. Uh, yeah. Now, there was some talk around these slower day shift times when you're sitting around talking to your fellow co-workers, and that song would come on. There were some rumors going around that that song was about butt sex. <laughs> and if you listen to the lyrics, girl, I'm going to make you sweat. Sweat till you can't sweat no more. Oh. And if you yeah. cry, I'm going to push it, push it some more. <laughs> Stick it in your big brown eye. <laughs> what the hell do you think? Yeah. There, you need confirmation? I want to know if the song's about booty sex, officially. I, I've, I, ha- I've heard that. I've heard that analogy so many times growing up, just like <laughs> people bringing that up to me. I, but I don't. I don't think those five J- Rasta Jamaicans were talking about like about but uh, they weren't talking you know, about but, the booty. Yeah, but but it is it's <laughs> it's a funny analogy though. I'm not mad, but I think it was definitely like them, you know, looking in the girl's eye. But hey, you know, saying hey, music, music is all about perspective, you know, right? You know. And that's the thing with music. Music's all about interpretation and perspective. Exactly. You know, exactly. You, you might write something like "Wiggle It," and we might interpret it in the strip club business a way different way than you know the society would interpret it i think you that's know? art in general that is know? art in general yeah 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 for sure <laughs> of course and uh of course, speak, man. speaking you know, people take things their own way you know <laughs> yeah and speaking of art lunchy um you've worked with some of the most a-list artists of all time i'm just now granted the internet's not always right and i did research on the internet so i'm gonna throw a couple names at you and if if i'm saying something that you haven't either these are people that you have either been a featured artist with a producer a co-producer or a composer where you actually wrote the song that this person performed i mean we're talking snoop dogg christina aguilera wow Nicki minaj little wayne big boy wyclef Pitbull, wow. Um, Maroon Five, Megan Trainer, Yo Gotti, you know, Twenty One Pilots, and you composed for One Direction. Wow, fifth, 
in fifth yeah, harmony. Man. The list goes on. It's yeah, funny. I mean, it's funny when I hear that when you read, you know, and this thing, you know, you work so much, man. You don't even it's like, you know, hearing hearing you say it in perspective, like, wow, I, you know, I don't suck. But um, <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, but yeah, man. But no, nah, I was I've been blessed, man, to work with a lot of like people who are like. So a lot of these people I never thought I'd get a chance to work with. I'm like, I'm super lucky, man. And I'm, and they're the super talented. I just come in there. I'm, I'm happy that they allow me to come in and just give my two cents to things and come up with stuff, you know, good stuff. But, you know, everybody read, they're all like super cool, real talented. So it's like, you know, I've, I've been, I've been lucky as a, on the songwriter side to be able to just come in and just work with people, man. You know, yeah. like now, really cool. Now, when these songs like like okay, you wrote for One Direction. Let's use that as an example because it's uh, so not hip hop. You know what I mean? It's on uh, the pop charts. If yeah. that song wins a Grammy, do you win a Grammy for writing the song, or do you just get some kind of like songwriter credit? How, how does that work on your end? Like how well, are you yeah, celebrated? If, if a song, if a um, I mean, if I write, if you write a song for artists and that song gets nominated and it wins, yeah, you win a Grammy. Like wow. you win, you win an actual trophy. Um. Yeah, but the 1D stuff, it was, you know, I, when I put out bills and a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of people really gravitated to it. So it kind of led me into working with artists because they really were a fan of my sound. So, like, I was like, yeah, let's work on some of your stuff. And I was always cool with, like, you know, giving records to artists and working with them, even with Megan. She was really a fan of my stuff. I ended up coming and helping her on her second album. And, you know, a lot of it was just me being creative and people liking my creativity. And then I got to work with, you know, Maroon and all these, like, huge acts, you know, that I was, like, listening to in high school and shit yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, that's the dream, so, man. And it's cool because yeah. you're not, like, cornered into a niche. You're not just doing hip-hop. You're not just doing country. You're not... I mean, like, you're yeah. really all over the spectrum. You're hitting... You're basically hitting the top four. Yeah, man, I mean, you're from Miami. We grew up around so many different kinds of people. And sure. I think me coming from a reggae background also like i always in a hip-hop background like i always listen to i just listen to everything so i always felt like there was nothing if i heard it but to learn about this genre and play it and sing it so it's like always you know miami there's type of people there's latin people caribbean people you know so it's a lot like, of culture a lot of different sounds so coming out, together yeah. i was living in la yeah we have tons of people so i was like I didn't feel cornered to anything. You know, I could do a song and then do a song with Megan Trainer and then do a song with Thomas Rhett and then work one direction. Like I never felt like, oh, I had to stick to something. So, you know, I, I credit that how I grew up too, just musically. It just never boxed me in anything, you know. Now do you think of yourself more as a performer, a composer, or a producer? Ah, uh, I enjoy all of them. You know, I enjoy the studio a lot. I enjoy performing a lot. I love, I just like putting out music on myself and other people. I mm -hmm. really don't, I don't have like a favorite. I mean, I love writing songs too. You know, I like being able to do something for somebody else, but it's all of it is enjoyable at times. I go through phases. Like now I'm like, oh, I'm gonna work on my stuff. Then I'm like, man, I think this song would sound good for somebody. So it's like, you know, and I also like helping other artists. So now I have artists and I try to help them. So it's all aspects of it. Do you have a dream artist? Is there somebody that you have not collaborated with yet that you absolutely would be like your Michael Jordan of your list? Who 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 would that be that you haven't yet but you would love to? Man, it's always it's always such a tough 
because I mean, I love a lot of older artists too that, you know, some are gone. So, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. In the history of time, if you could collaborate with one particular artist that would be your dream collab, who would it be, dead or alive? Um, I mean, I love Prince. You know, I would have oh, loved yeah. to meet Prince and work wow. with Prince. I mean, he's just, you know, he's like probably one of my favorite artists in top my top five, maybe one. He talked to me. Um, I mean, alive, I mean, right now, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big, um, Man, it's so many. I'm a big, you know, I love on the hip hop side. I'm still a, and you know, I never worked with Jay before, so that would be just like, you know, gold. He's just one of the best. But you know, I'm really open. I just like working with great people. Just, I mean, I love. I was a big fan of Room Five, their band, and I got a chance to work with them. So that was a a pretty like good feat for me. But you know, I'm not really man. If you're great, I'm really down. A lot of my favorite are gone. Prince, you know, Michael and. You know, like Bob Marley, you know, Dennis Brown. Oh, There's so yeah. many like cool cool Imagine. acts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty amazing, man. So let me ask you a question about music for a second, because I think you're the perfect person to ask. And Josh and myself and all of our DJ friends in the strip club community, we've been having this argument on social media for a while about why is it we're just looking for the answer here, Lunchy, as to why today's hip hop artists are producing and putting out two minute songs like it, it, the standard was always three to four minutes and in the strip club business that three minutes means something because the guy's buying a lap dance and we're basically charging a, a fee for the time that that guy's getting a lap dance and that time is three minutes right and the so song a, is yes, over sir. time is up so if yeah. a banger comes out and it's two and a half minutes or less i can't play it and none of my guys can play those songs is there a reason why that's happening because it just started happening like a year ago and I don't understand um, why. Yeah. To, uh, um, I think realistically, I think the industry has a lot to do with it. You know, um, I think people's spans are a lot shorter. So yeah. I think due to the kind of music we went into a stream where people could, you know, they want to go on Spotify. It's just a replay factor that people want to, you make the song shorter because you want the streams to keep playing. You know, you want people to repeat the song, repeat the song. Um, there's still records that do still do the standard 350 or four minutes or 250, but I think songs are getting shorter and shorter due yeah. to attention span and due to streaming that if you could get the replay factor, people are quick to song over and over. But um, I see where you guys are coming from too, you know, and I, I really always feel like it depends on the record nowadays too. Well, you got a song like Sicko Mode that's like six minutes, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, then you have like a song like Old Town Road that's one minute and 50 uh -huh. seconds. You exactly. Know? Both so equally like, as you know, popular. Yeah, it's equal. Both equally as popular and as big, but I think it depends. But I know the song's getting shorter and shorter due to just the streaming providers and wanting those replay factors, like, you know, wanting to stream the song over and over. The shorter it is, the more you like it. You want to play it again and again and again. And it builds it builds up the stream. I actually realized that at a certain period in music, it was like this at one time again, where people were making shorter songs, and then they went to like that weird Pink Floyd era where everyone was mm -hmm. making eight minute songs on yeah. an album. You know, two sides to songs. I think really that album kind of shifted everything. Also with the longer songs, you There's know, like long guitar solos in, and stuff. long yeah. guitar solos and pop culture. These kind of real trippy interlude things and songs and stuff, but. You know, I, I think, you know, everything goes in waves, but I know definitely now the 
you know, the shorter song is kind of the thing. But, you know, we still, you know, we still love the shirt. So we got to, you know, keep it in mind for the DJs that we want those extra minute and a half. So, you know, Shorty can get her extra couple dollars, you know. <laughs> That's so, right. It's, it's funny, too. You know? If you hear sicko mode playing at Tootsie's Cabaret on one of my shifts, I'm in the bathroom. That's actually <laughs> That's the song, bathroom song. I swear to God, that's the song. Every that DJ I play has got a bathroom song. So that I can yeah, go run it. to the bathroom on a Friday night. <laughs> awesome. And it's got to be yeah, more than four works. minutes. Yeah. That's to go take a leak, get a yeah. drink, get a beer, come back, you know? Absolutely. You got about an extra two minutes left, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny It's funny to go back what you said, Platt. If I, I forgot something because you're like, if there's anybody that I would... There's only one person on earth in music and entertainment that I would want to hang out with. I'm a huge Chris Farley fan, you know? Like, a yeah. lot of my wow. a lot of my whole thing is based off of... I'm a big comedy fan, you mm -hmm. know? So... Just when you said that, I foreshadowed. I was like, "Yo, Chris Farley would probably be the only person on earth that I would love to hang out with." So why you not? Know, like, why not a, a lunch money tribute song called "Down by the River"? You know, <laughs> I doubt about that. I've thought about that, sampling that so many times because I'm just a, you know, I think he, you know, he, he, I was like, as a kid, I used to see him on TV and I watched like all of his movies, and he was a big dude like me, and he was funny, and I was like, "Yo, this guy's awesome." So he's like, you know, goat to me. So yeah, yeah. Lunchy, how do we get the strip club community and the hip hop community or the music community in general to have a powwow and discuss some of these things? I mean, I, like, I'll give you an example. I've gone to DJ City and, you know, Phenom and those guys uh, through Pitbull, uh -huh. I'm sure, the same way I do. Uh -huh. And um, I've actually talked to the owners of DJ City and, and explained my case like I just did with Lunchy, Josh. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, hey, you know, we need three minute songs, this and that. And here's the reason. So they literally put the time stamps on their tracks now on yeah, DJ City. I noticed that. Just to help out. And then on top of it, now they're doing a lot of intro remixes with their, their guys on staff. Yeah. So progress. Yeah. I'm all about progress. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, There's a problem think, and a solution. Even doing, I even think doing, you know, versions, you know, like maybe a strip club version. Yes. Maybe a, a maybe a maybe a, a, a version for for the clubs, you know, like you know, we have like our one minute and 50 second version. And then we have our for the DJs version, you know, because I, I, I'm a believer, you know, I always talk to a lot of the, my music guys and stuff too. And I understand the era we're in with digital and streaming and the DSPs and stuff, but you know, I believe in the DJ still, you know? Yeah. Um, and I believe in the clubs cause I think that's, that's as important, you know, cause that's where people go enjoy themselves, especially in the strip club, especially in Miami culture. A lot of my records have got broken in the strip club. Mm -hmm. So you know, with the dancers, with the DJs. So I think we, we have to find middle ground on it, definitely. Like, you know, if we have a version for the strip club and for the clubs and then a version for the, you know, for Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that. Because, you know, you know, you, you lose a lot of traction. You guys are important as DJs. You know, you want to go out to Tootsie's, go to the local strip clubs and hear your record. It's like, that's what gets people in tune, not like locally also. So, you know. And here's the I, thing. I think it's important. Like the record companies, they hit the nightclub scene and the radio disc jockeys really hard, right? And I understand yeah. why. I get it. But the difference being is in a strip club scenario, it, it's it's definitely more of an intimacy factor between the DJ and the crowd. I have a of microphone, course. so I have a different way of communicating with my guests, my customers, and your um, future listeners as an artist. You know, I have ways to promote and push your music differently than a nightclub and a radio disc jockey can. You know what I mean? And and especially in today's strip club with the technology, 
you know, everyone shazams, okay, like uh, Make That Cake. Mm-hmm. Um, Lunchbox has a new track called uh, Make That Cake. And banger. It, banger. Yeah. It's awesome. So he emailed it to me. He's like, you know, he was in the club. He wanted to hear it. Um, and Austin Mahone did it a week, like a couple days before. So I'm like, this is, this is, for me, it was awesome because, uh, you know, I get a chance to look at the crowd, um, see what they're vibing to, what the demo is. You know, uh, males from this age group, females from this age group. I'm able to get the artist that information on the spot. So when he came, when, when lunch, when lunch money came back in the booth, I was able to tell him, "Look, man, forty um, year old guys don't like this song." Yeah. But you know the twenty, the twenty one through thirty five, we're absolutely vibing to yeah. it. Every culture, every race, and I have that demo in front of me because on a Friday night I've got a thousand people in front of my DJ booth. Yeah. You know. So there's something there. I'm just having a hard time connecting the dots with, between the strip club industry and the recording industry. But that's my goal. My goal is to have what we're doing right now, talking about the problem and the solution. And, and I mean, yeah, and I think that's and I think that's uh, man. I I mean I think I mean I come from strip club culture, you know, growing up in Miami, and I understand how important. That's why I think it's up to the artists also to have these us to have these personal relationships with DJs like you guys and like being able to communicate and not only leave it up to the labels, like we have to take the initiative, especially we're in the South, you know, Miami and Atlanta, we're strip clubs. Like this is where we go to break our records. You know, this is where we go to let like what, what's new and songs start from the strip club and go national, you know? So it's oh, yeah. like, I think we gotta, we gotta have a relationship with the DJs also, you know, with the platypuses and you guys and like, yo, I got a new record and stay in tune. What do you think? What's the demo? What's the, you know, I think it's really up to an artist because the artist DJ relationship is legendary. It's always been, you know, it's always been before it was the manager and the label. It's more of the artist than the DJ, you know, like, I mean, most hip hop acts, you couldn't even have a hip hop act without a DJ, you know? So it's yeah. like, we have to keep our relationships with you guys too. And, you know, like how I see you, you know, when I run into you, I'm like, yo, Platt, what you think? What's going on? Like, you know, how's the, you know, sending you guys the records and testing them. And, you know, it's like a lot of it is up to us, too. You know, I think we should take initiative. Don't let the streaming, don't let, you know, I tell a lot of my artists that I work with now, when you go to a club, you go to Tootsie, you go to any strip club, go to the DJs, meet them, you know, yeah. get to know them and figure them out. Don't, you know, only, I think we went into a world of just, you know, the Spotify's, Apple Music, digital streaming providers. We kind of don't forget about the DJ, you know, like they're really um, because we're the ones really putting important. a personality behind the track in a sense. I mean, granted, yeah. I'm not taking away from you creating the track. Your personality will live in infamy on that track. But as far as promoting that track, we're the personality for you at that point, really. And I mean, if 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 a track is hot and it works out and it vibes with the girl on stage and it has a connection with the crowd. I'm going to play that every shift I work, right. you know, 200 days plus a year, you know, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's powerful. Yeah, that's super powerful. And there's something different, like you said, about records in the regular club in a strip club, because there's such an intimacy level. There's such a, you know, I've seen it like there's something even where the girls like it and the girls request it and they want to dance to it. And then, you know, it just it transfers so much different. You know, that's why I believe in it. And as a, you know, strip club goer myself, I understand like. There's nothing like hearing the DJ shout your song out while the girls there. You're like, yeah, this I got something here. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, you yeah. know, it's like it's just different. And when you got a track like like that Wiggle It track we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, when you got a song like that playing in that big club, and I mean, like the beat is banging, and you got girls on stage and they're twerking 
and they're like working. It's energy. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, energy. You, if you're a patron in that club, you're right now sitting in the middle of a of a rap video. I mean, you got girls twerking all around you. So it's exactly. not like just hearing the song on the radio when it's you're driving to feeling work. Feeling and experiencing yeah, the you're, song. Yeah, you're experiencing the song. Right. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you get to see you get to see her wiggle it in your face. Like, right. basically. Right. Like, you get the, the... And a lot of us, you know, like, we make, you know, we're in the studio making these records. Like, we think strip club. We think clubs. We think girls. We oh, think... Yeah. And we love know, those shout-outs, boy. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. We love those shout-outs. Oh yeah, it's like it, it, it's you know we're we're definitely keeping those things in mind. Like yo, this is so crazy in the strip club. This will go crazy in the club. So, you know we keep we keep like you know Wiggle It was definitely a record we knew that was like, you know that's tailor made. That's a given. You know, that's it's, just it's funny too. You know, that, you're, if it wasn't for your agent Rocco, <laughs> I would have not even known it was out yet because I had already downloaded my music for the week. I had a million things going on and I got a text message and he's like, yo, have you heard this yet? This is you know, like lunch just did this. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I haven't. And within seconds, I'm like, I'm playing this a second. I get to and not only tonight. did you play it, you posted it to our DJ group on social and media and we all played it, played it that night. Like the night it dropped, we all played it. And we were all like, oh, with that night crawler sample and everything like, yeah, that was yeah, a yeah, hit. Yeah. instant hit. I really, yeah. I really appreciate you guys, man. Yeah. And I got to give French credit, you know, French, well, French, you know, he's the one who wanted to put the Nightcrawler sample I was on just it. We ask had the record that. originally. So, yeah, we had the record originally um, worked on it with the City Girls. And when French, you know, acquired it, too, he was like, you know, I think it would be dope with the Nightcrawler sample. Um, so he, you know, that kind of kicked it up into a whole new because it just brought that kind of more of a club feel oh, than yeah. just regular. So, yeah, it just, you know, those songs, you know, sometimes stuff just comes together, man. Yeah, you know. Man. Well, listen, lunch. Before we let you go, I I, uh, I have a favor to ask, and I want to put you on the spot if that's cool. Um, Shoot, I have been asking every artist that I personally know or meet or run into to do this, and nobody has delivered yet. So I'm going to throw it your way right now, live on our podcast. Um, can you please put together a strip club anthem? It's been so long since we've had one. Just something that we can all get on board with and play, and 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 just recognize. That the strip club industry is is part of this yeah. thing too. We we, you know need, I mean? we need the next girls, girls, girls. We do. <laughs> we really need yeah. some kind of a strip club anthem. And I don't care who does it, who writes it, who produces it. Somebody's got to step up and, and look out for us, little guys, man. Come, come on, Lunchy. Let me tell you, I I'm not only gonna. I would love to, actually. You know, like I. That's, I mean, just as a writer and as a per, I mean, I would love to. I don't know how anyone could turn that down. Like, you know, like, I mean, we try, we do it with tons of the records we put out, but I would love to make a joint specifically, specifically for the, you know, for the strip club and for the girls and for the DJs and for all of that type of stuff. Oh, so yeah. I, think, I think it would be, exclusive. I think it would be dope. Yeah, exclusive. I think it would be a girls, 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 of course. Motley Crue girls, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that, well, was, that the was the standard for so many years that, like, yeah. you know, yeah, we, just, need the, we need yeah. the next one. Like, I mean, clubs are still playing that song for their uptime, man. We need, like, the new version now. Yeah, but I was thinking, yeah. like, a hip-hop Yeah, the hip-hop trap, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, the hip-hop is the new glam rock, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's new, it exactly. Is. It's the new rock and roll, so we got to have something new. You know, we got to... So, I, you know what? I'm going to work on it, and I, and I might have a surprise for you, Clap, but I might I'm gonna get back to you on that. Oh shit! All right, now listen. If you do this, I really want to bring a, a video camera in the studio to to get something. Uh, you know, get this going for our, our new website that's coming out. So keep 
keep me uh keep the communication going. Yes, keep us in the loop, lunch. Yeah, man, I, I'll keep you in the loop. I'm I'm gonna keep this idea for circling around. I actually went it, as far. I had uh, John Hart. You know who John Hart is, right, oh, yeah. Josh? Yeah. John Hart was in at Tootsie's uh, about a year ago. And we struck up a conversation, much like Lunch Money and I did. And we developed a little friendship. We started texting and emailing each other. And I, I proposed the same thing to him. I'm like, John, man, you, you would be perfect. He to would be, too, because he's got a lot of those upbeat he, R&B got, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he totally gets what we're doing. Yeah. And I went as far as to literally write like three pages of the history of the strip club business just to give him because he he asked me for background. Yeah. Oh, geez. I wrote clubs, who the DJs were, who the dancers were, the porn stars, how it all evolved, yeah. where it's headed, that we do a convention. I mean, I wrote down pages of this stuff. And he's like, he's like I just need a hot 16, man. I, I think I scared the shit out of poor John Hart. <laughs> So be careful what you ask for, too right? Much, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, uh, Lunch Money Lewis, you are a gentleman. Um, and I just appreciate the fact that we're starting this friendship. And I hope it lasts a long time because you are just the real deal. And uh, every time you come into the club, I, I feel like I learned something. I feel like, uh, you know, you're, you're definitely supporting what we're doing. And I hope you realize we're supporting what you're doing 110%. No, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys, man, one hundred percent. And you know, I mean, like I said, we we're not we're not shit without you guys, especially coming in the clubs and hearing our music. So I appreciate you guys for real, for real. That is a serious compliment coming from Hell yeah. a guy with uh, your um, library, man. That's that's just tons of respect coming your way. Uh, one more favor, you got to get my boy Josh in the studio, man. Yeah, man. He, he spits hot fire. We'll do some work. <laughs> Now we're gonna get something going, Josh. I know Hell you yeah. got that. Insane, I know you got that insane clown posse thing going. We're gonna figure it out. <laughs> yeah, Josh can really. I mean, he's gonna be humble about it, Lunchy. But and I'm not just saying this because I'm your friend, Josh, and I love you to tears. Josh spits hot fire. The guy, well, hey, he's if, legitimate. If he listens back to the podcast, you'll hear my Area 51 uh, Spitfire. Yeah, he's got one today. every week. He surprises. I haven't heard it yet, but he he produces his own song, and it's usually a parody. We're kind of um, having fun with the strip club people in the industry, but if you listen to his style and technique, the guy spits fire. It's insane. <laughs> I'm going to check it out, man. When I listen to this back, I'm a key in for that one. All right, right on. We got to get a, a, a job. Well, they call you Q Strange yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. But we got to get a uh, a Josh Fiore collab going with yeah. uh, Lunch Money Lewis. We got to get on that next shit. So, yeah, the, strip, the strip club anthem. Josh, you got any final things for lunch? No, nah, man. I just want to say, you know, thank you uh, for all your hard work, man, and all the bangers. We appreciate it. And uh, I really appreciate you sitting down and taking the time to talk to us today and shedding some light on the inner circle controversy. <laughs> and, uh, and it, it's just yeah it's just a real pleasure talking to you man no problem man i appreciate you guys yeah and lunch i hope to see you at tootsies again real soon thanks so much for taking oh, time you out of your you, busy you life know you will platypus you know <laughs> you will. <laughs> Hell yeah. well i'll be waiting man and uh again i really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy life to to come talk about the strip club industry with a couple of djs man it means the world it really does no problem, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Lunch man. Money Lunch Lewis. Money Lewis. Yeah. Yes, sir.
Man, that was awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with porn star Sarah J uh, on our favorite segment called What's Your Story? And we're going to hear some really messed up porn stories. Uh, maybe we should keep Lunchy. I wish Lunchy was in the studio so he could hear the porn, co- uh, the porn stories coming up on the next segment. But uh, we'll be right back with more from the Planet Platypus Show. World Famous Tootsie's Cabaret voted best club in the country. Join us for happy hour. No cover and half price drinks till 8 p.m. every day. Tootsie's features a full restaurant, sports bar, next level VIP seating, and skyboxes with a view of South Florida's hottest adult entertainers. July 20th, it's going down. Pacquiao versus Thurman on our brand new 300 square foot LED screen. See you at Tootsie's Cabaret, Miami's number one adult club. Visit us online at tootsiescabaret.com. Attention all club owners, did you know there's a platform for DJ education? Pandamembers.org is an association for professional DJs. Panda stands for Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association. With over 1,000 members, Panda is always growing and generating top DJs in our industry with an educational platform and discussions on how to better the DJ's craft. If your current DJ staff is not a member of Panda yet, President Dane Hansen welcomes you to check out pandamembers.org. It could change your business for the better. If you're in the Baltimore area, there's no better place to be than the Baltimore Hustler Club. This club is operated on the highest level. Every detail is never overlooked. Beautiful entertainers just down the street from major sports stadiums. BaltimoreHustlerClub.com has all the information you're looking for. You can follow them on social media. For Instagram, follow at BeMoreHustlerClub. For Twitter, at HustlerClubs. And for Facebook, at HustlerMD. Or find them all at BaltimoreHustlerClub.com. Fun is just a click away. Welcome back, Planet Platypus Show, episode eight, man. Yeah, eight episodes. I can't believe it already. I know. And uh, how about that interview with uh, Lunch Money Lewis? Yeah, man, that was cool. Very can, cool guy. Can you believe how many artists he's written for? Insane. That were like A list. Everyone like, from One Direction to Juicy Chris, J, Christina I mean, and everyone Aguilera, in between. Pitbull, like yeah. holy cow! Yeah. What a story that guy had. I just I, that was that was great. That was fun. Yeah, and like talking to him was just like so laid back, almost like a friend was at Thanksgiving dinner just telling stories, and it was cool, man. Yeah, man. And uh, speaking of telling stories, Josh, you know this is one of my favorite parts of our podcast, which is uh, Bobby. What's not- your story? I was just gonna say, Bobby's <laughs> not here. For Bobby today. So somebody had to say it. But what's your story? Yeah. Um, and every week we try to uh, get our industry friends on and tell some uh, random ass stories about our industry that people would never believe in a million years. I can't believe in a million years that we have our guest that we have today, which is a porn legend, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Sarah, Sarah J. Hi, guys. Hey. Thanks for having me on. Her voice is just as sexy as her films, man. She's just amazing. Sarah, what's going on? I'm blushing right now. It's so good to have you on the show. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. So uh, what part of the country are you in right now? Are you traveling? Are you home? Or what's going on in your world right now? I'm home in Miami. Oh, nice. We should have had her in studio. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have been awesome. But uh, <laughs> so so Sarah, what's what's going on in your career right now? I know um, you're gonna are you gonna you'll probably be at Exotica in Miami in September. Are you gonna be at Expo in August? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm actually going to be at the Community Awards in August, and then the Exotic Dancer Expo right after that, and nice. then back to the LA for the Urban X uh, Awards. How cool! Conventions, bookings, and film. Okay, that's kind of the breakdown, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're constantly on the move. You're constantly traveling. Let's try to tell a story from each of those if we possibly can. Do you have a funny or goofy or insane convention story? Maybe somebody that asked you for something that was ridiculous or, you know, I'm sure there's there's got to be something at those conventions that just opens up a story that you either like to tell or haven't told that I'd love to hear because to me, I think something crazy happens at those conventions every time. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. You know, you're probably right, but I guess because it's kind of like my everyday life, it just doesn't seem strange to me, whereas it might seem like unusual to an outsider or something. (laughs) But, um, you know, I've had all different kinds of stuff happen at the conventions, everything from, you know, people from high school and middle school coming to the shows that that I haven't seen since I was... Yeah, the, oh my I God. haven't seen since I was in like single digits or something like that. <laughs> um, I've had uh, fans bring me lots of strange gifts and stuff. Too. What's the strangest like, gift you've very, ever gotten? Strangest gift. Oh God, that is really hard to nail down because there's so many of them. But um, I have a fan who once brought me a jug of maple syrup. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he's from Vermont and very proud of his maple syrup and it was delicious. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've had fans, um, you know, miss my birthday and make me a wooden birthday cake. Wooden? Uh, yeah. Okay, so nobody's ever, like, sent you, like, a lock of pubic hair or <laughs> anything, like, just not necessarily Downright tasteful. Creepy. but cre- Yeah, thank you, no. Josh. Creepy. <laughs> Nothing terribly creepy. I mean, um, I've had, like, poetry and, like, roses and um, sometimes just the way that you can present something like that may be a little bit creepy at times. Um, but, yeah, nothing incredibly creepy. There's been a lot of tears. I've I've, I've made guys cry before. Well, well stop, stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a story I need to hear. Tell me a story of where you well, made somebody cry. I want to hear every detail. Oh, okay. Like, um, literally, it just happened last week, uh, most recent um, <laughs> tears that I, that I was responsible for. I pulled up into valet at a hotel. I was driving, and I asked the valet guy where their self-parking was. It was pretty funny. He was crying. <laughs> and, um, the guy was the actual valet? I, yeah, I just told him, you know, I'm a young guy. I told him, I said, get your, get your thoughts together. I just need to know where self-parking is. I was like, take a deep breath. Get your thoughts together. Let me know where self parking is. Maybe that's one of Sarah J's. Like, I'm so sorry. He's Maybe that's like, like one of your fetishes. Your... Like you like to make men cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I like to make men cry, but I do feel pretty special when a man cries because of me. Hmm. She's like, yeah, I don't want to make a guy cry, but when he does, it makes me feel awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so that covers our convention. How about club bookings? Do you have any stories from traveling, you know, strip club to strip club, 
Because like Josh said, there's every club has those guys that come in and they see the feature and there's usually some kind of a story or weird anecdote attached to them. Do you, do you have anything in the club world? You know, a lot of times my crazy experiences at the club is happens in the back room where in the dressing room, you know, with the girls, like the other strippers, or, yeah. yeah, or like the house moms or management. And stuff. Mm. I, I definitely remember that there was, you know, and, and Willie and I just sit in the corner and watch it all happen. But there was a club that we went to. And the house mom was instigating fights amongst the girls. And the girls all started fighting and, you know, wrestling around, pulling each other's hair and stuff. But the house mom was the one who started it. And usually the house moms are the ones that, like, finish that kind of stuff. Yeah, usually they're the, the ones putting the fires out. I've seen a couple of uh, stripper death fights in the dressing room. I honestly think the complexity of, of a strip club dressing room is its own show. It's a war zone sometimes. I don't think that totally. if we even tried to tell strip club dressing room stories... <laughs> That normal people outside of our world, they just wouldn't they they wouldn't be able to comprehend it. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Right. But yet and, it's so you know, normal times, to us. Like I said, sometimes that stuff is so benign to us because it happens every day. You don't right. even think about it. You so know? true, Sarah. That's so so true. So okay, so you witnessed a um, <laughs> a brawl, a house, <laughs> a house mom a house instigated mom. brawl. Um, what about something yeah. with a customer, like in the clubs, like someone that came to see you that. I mean, besides the cake guy, I mean, there had to be somebody that tr that totally trumps the cake guy. Um, you know, I, I can't think of one particular person, but I do know there was um, every time I go to Detroit. Now, I love Detroit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really like Detroit. I'm from the Midwest. The people in Detroit, like, I feel like we're, we're brothers and sisters, you know, mm -hmm. as far as sister cities, you know. Um, but Detroit's a dangerous place. Oh, and yeah. there's been there's been a couple times where I've danced at clubs in Detroit, and everybody is packing heat, like everybody. <laughs> and so, like, I go to give a dance, and the guy's like, "Oh, let me move my piece." And I go to give another dance, the guy's like, let me move my gun, and it's like, "Oh my god, like, what is happening here?" Wow. So that's yeah. They, I love Detroit, but man. Don't fuck around in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful giving lap dances yeah, in Detroit, man. <laughs> That's I mean, it gives a whole new meaning to shooting your load, right? <laughs> no, for sure. For wow. sure. That's crazy. <laughs> well, Sarah, I appreciate you taking the time with us. I cannot wait to see you uh, at Expo where I'm going to put tons of cameras in your faces and ask you a bunch of more ridiculous questions. And, um, Anytime you want to come be a part of the show, hang out with us in studio. Uh, if you've got something coming up and you want to promote it, we would love to do that for you. So uh, on that note, what do you got coming up or anything you want to promote right now? Any bookings or anything in the near future? Yes, absolutely. I've always had stuff going on. Right now, I'm really excited because I'm releasing a new movie that I produced and directed called The Adventures of Agent Blonde. It's my first movie that... I have released it's like a comedy and a feature so it's it's more like a full-length movie and um, it took a lot of time and effort to put it together we're distributing it through Pulse Pure Play and um, it's being released tomorrow that's really awesome. excited about congratulations thank you um, I've always got my site I update it weekly for the past 18 years uh, sarahj.com and of course social media you can find me on instagram at the real sarah j i want to show the world what a great actress you are right now can you give us 
20 seconds of orgasm so that we can roll out. We'll throw some music over it and roll out uh, of this segment. Um, So, okay. So ladies and gentlemen, first of all, Sarah, thank you very much for being on our show. We love you very, very much. Thank you. You're awesome. And I can't wait to see you. But ladies and gentlemen, for all of Sarah's fans out there, Sarah (laughs) is going to do some improvisational acting as we exit out of this segment. So Sarah, the next 20 seconds are yours. Oh. oh god. Oh. oh. Oh yeah, just like that. Just like that. Oh. Oh god. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh god, I'm gonna come. Oh. Oh god. Oh god. Oh that was fucking wow. award-winning <laughs> shit right there. And I'll never trust a woman again. <laughs> that was some convincing shit. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Sarah, Sarah J. Wow. Thank you. Monroe's Palm Beach is an award-winning club for good reason. Come in for the amazing food and stay all night for the party. Monroe's regularly books feature entertainment and the top mainstream DJs. Jimmy Boucher is the current DJ of the year and keeps the party going until 5 a.m. Check out the upcoming events at MonroesPalmBeach.com. Nobody does more events than Monroe's Palm Beach. It's the best party in Palm Beach County. Monroe's has won more awards in the past five years than any independent club in the industry. Check out MonroesPalmBeach.com. It's not just a party, it's an experience. Rick's Cabaret, it's one of the biggest chains in the adult industry. With over 50 clubs nationwide, Rick's Cabaret is a great destination no matter what state you're visiting. Check out rickscabaret.com for a full list of clubs near you. And if you want a piece of the action, Rick's Cabaret is a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ under the letters R-I-C-K. Rick's Cabaret has been awarded National Club Chain of the Year numerous times. Check out rickscabaret.com for all your entertainment needs. Hey, are you looking to book a feature entertainer for your club? Look no further. CinefoldStrips.com has you covered. CinefoldStrips.com is a great place to make any event a successful event. CinefoldStrips.com has celebrity lookalikes, porn stars, showgirls, and many other acts to make your event a memorable one. Enhance your guest experience by partnering up with Danny and his team of professionals. CinefoldStrips.com. Tell them Planet Platypus sent you. Right, and we're back. Man, Sarah J, what an outro, huh? That that was insane. Yeah. And the fact that like she made it sound like she was actually having sex makes me completely re-identify with myself and have I actually pleased any women Never. that I've ever been with in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was an, an Academy Award that winning was worthy performance right there. Unbelievable veteran acting right there. She's got chops, as they say. <laughs> my God, that was crazy. Out of this world. Speaking of out of this world. I understand that you have a out of this world themed Spitfire yeah, of man, the you week. Hear, you hear all this nonsense about Area Fifty One? Yes, I have. I mean, people are going to show up to Area Fifty One. People are going to die, and so it got me thinking. 
Like who would who would I assemble as my team to go and invade <laughs> Area Fifty One? So wait, so you're telling me that if you got members of the strip club industry or the adult industry for that matter, right? And you you assembled your own team to infiltrate Area Fifty One to go seek if there are actual aliens there. Now, yeah. mind you, like the, these people are insane. Like yeah. over a million oh, yeah. people have gone onto Facebook or whatever yeah, social media so they're was showing up and said they're going. And then I read an article yesterday. I was telling you this on the phone last night that um, there there's a hotel that's really close to Area Fifty One. It's the closest hotel in proximity, right? And they're sold out on that day. And there's two acres of land that they own that they normally rent out for $15 per RV. And that that got sold out too. So two acres of RVs and 10 hotel rooms are already sold out for that day. That just tells you that there are going to be at least 100 assholes that show up in that desert. And I'm going to tell you something right now. That's a government-type thing. Like, you cannot... Fuck with the government, but with like that. the right team assembled, no way you can penetrate the gates and you can get in there. You can see what's going on, but you gotta have the right team. Like you would be on my team. You've assembled this team, yeah. All right, so you're definitely on the team. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm trying to think like who else in our industry would be would be good. I feel like Ron Sparkman is a scientist, <laughs> he's, he's, so he's got he's, he's got, on his way to being an astronaut. Um, so he would he would be able to fly something, right? I feel like Aria Moon would be good because her name is Moon. That's kind of spacey. <laughs> She uh, she could probably like kick some ass too, right, right? You know, so hey, cuts is good with the drone, right? Dude, he's got that drone. I mean, you're basically a UFO pilot already, <laughs> and we're gonna need that when we get in and see the kind of technology they got going on in here. So, without further ado, I present to you, the listener, today's Spitfire of the Week, and we did this over uh, Outcast AT Aliens. Let's do it. Let's do it. For the invasion, it's the aliens we saving. Got a team of the elite to storm the gates. I need the bravest. We break in, they start chasing us and sound the alarm. Guns are blazing till they take us where the aliens are. I opened the door, what I saw was ET. Set him free, and I told him he could come with me. So we ran, and he showed me to the place to keep the others. I got snatched up by Predator, and then we start to struggle. The tussle ended quick when he got knocked out. Bought Chewbacca, then he said, Hey, I know a way out. But we need the highest caliber of weapons. I ain't joshing. He took me to the weapon specialist, Marvin the Martian. He gave me a Gun. He said there is no weapon greater than the MQ-36 space modulator. I was blasting death rays at the U.S. Army soldiers. Then we turned a corner and I saw Scully and Mulder. They said they were on our side and they want the truth exposed. So we got restricted access and they left us alone. I thought we had them beat, but I guess I spoke too soon. Cause we were stopped by Wolf of Rimley from the movie Cocoon. I didn't want to kill him, he was being a bitch. I saw a cage and inside it, it was Lilo and Stitch. I set him free, then outside the door I heard a few knocks. I slowly opened it and saw a gang of Ewoks. They said to follow the them to where they like to have fun they got a strip club right in area 51 okay. it was a ufo that they kept inside a secret hangar the dj was a klingon playing futuristic bangers yeah. i got a lap dance by a green chick with three boobs and the club blasted off we went straight to the moon it was an interstellar party we were rocking the stars bottle service and they serving us some drinks at the bar they had a laser light show that would blow your mind then we realized we left ron sparkman behind we was drinking smoking <laughs> on galactic weed on the way to planet platypus engage warp speed Roll your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care and if you want to see some aliens and party with us everybody let me hear you say oh yeah girl. throw your hands in the air and 
and wave them like you just don't care. And if you wanna see some aliens and party with us, everybody let me hear you say, oh, oh yeah, So there it is, Spitfire wow. of the Week. Josh. Ladies and gentlemen. That's amazing. A little uh, alien theme. Not so much uh, strip club theme, but they took me to the alien strip club at the end. That's so. fantastic. I would actually play that in my club. Like, I wouldn't even, like, that's really good, man. You're so spitting I had, fire. I had to come correct, because I know Lunchy's going to be listening. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm trying to get that hookup. So. <laughs> You're trying to get <laughs> so that gig. Lunchy, if you listening, I spit hot fire, man. <laughs> you did, though. That <laughs> yeah. might have been our best one yet. Um, you know, uh, granted... The last couple have been very specific to people in our industry. I think um, people who aren't in our industry would appreciate that as well because it's 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 perfect. Yeah, I might throw that on my SoundCloud. It's like that was great, man. Treat. Area fifty one. Area fifty one. Can I still can't believe people are actually going to attempt this? Yeah, it's insane. It's going to be a bloodbath. Have you seen the documentary, the Bob Lazar documentary? Yeah. So so people are very fired up about this. Yeah, it's a, it's a hot topic, man. But even the guy. Bob Lazar said, there's no aliens there. No. They're not there. He goes, I was somewhere else, and it was 35 years ago, and I, they're probably not even there anymore. So, yeah. But trust me, if there were aliens locked up, Independence Day style, in a fucking science lab underneath a mountain, and we've been studying them for over 100 years, don't you think somebody with today's technology would have, you know, let the news, let the cat out of the bag at some point. At some point, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so ridiculous. But there's such a faction of our society that are such fucking idiots that they just, they're there. And, you know. I think, uh, you know, people people wonder about that stuff. They want the truth, sure. man. They know the truth is in there somewhere. Somebody knows. But is the truth really in there? I'll tell you what the truth is in there for. The truth is in there for wartime uh technology that the government is experimenting right now to take right, us into they a new- reverse engineered from ufos from space <laughs> man like obviously this is what's going on over there well, and we're gonna get in there maybe. i've assembled my team you better get with the program man because you're the maybe. brains of the operation uh, i don't know i don't know that's pretty crazy but uh, last week it was your birthday, and Bobby and I just didn't get you anything as a gift. I mean, so I, I felt pretty guilty about it. No. So what I did do to make up for it was this week, I, uh, I invited someone very special to join us today um, on the show, somebody that you are quite smitten with. Hmm. And as your friend, I'm going to take this opportunity and see if I can make a love connection of some sort. I'm intrigued. I don't even know if she's dating anyone. I have no idea, okay? okay. But I do know that you are in love with this girl because Wait, you think... Wait, I don't like many people. You love this one. Hmm. I'm this intrigued. girl, to you, you, you made a... I don't want to give it away because okay. if I tell you how I know that you love her, it will give it away because it's a discussion that we had. Okay. But uh, why don't we get her on the phone right now? Okay. And then you can find out uh, a little bit about her. She can find out a little bit about you. And I know she's going to be at Expo, and I'm going to try to arrange a meet where you guys can have an Expo date. Uh, courtesy of Planet Platypus. Oh, that's creepy. So let's get uh, our secret. <laughs> it is creepy. It's a little creepy. You might come across a little creepy on this one, Josh. Now, listen, last week, Bobby and I were having a conversation asking you who was your feature crush. Oh, that's right. Aha. Uh -huh. So yeah. now you might know because you had mentioned name. Yeah. So I reached out 
And I contacted your secret crush. No. And I asked her to come on the show today because I did not get you anything for your birthday. And I felt horrible. Bobby Mack did not get anything for your birthday. And he felt horrible. So we said, you know what? What's the best gift we can give Josh for his birthday? So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Josh's secret feature crush, Heather Heaven. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Heather, what's up? Hi, Josh. Hey. So, yeah, we, we had this conversation, and, and yeah, I, I said, you know, there's the newcomer of the year. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Bobby told me that you light stuff on fire. I thought that was awesome, and you just seem awesome. Oh, my gosh, thank you. Are you going to be at Expo? I will be at Expo. We Okay, well, I'm glad you said that because I've come up with a plan to play a little love connection game between the two of you okay. to see if you're compatible. Because if you're not compatible, then what's the point of trying to set up a Planet Platypus sponsored date? But I will be your chaperone, by the way, and so will Bobby Mack. Yeah, so, that's, I appreciate because in case she's creepy, you want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, because she might be creepy. <laughs> you you never know because right. you're definitely not going to be creepy. No. <laughs> Josh really feels like he. Oh, he's, I'm creepy. You're creepy. Yeah, I'm going to need a chaperone. You're going to need a chaperone. Yeah, just yeah. in case. Okay. So, so, Heather, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. What's the most important thing you look for in a man? Very general first question. Kindness. Kindness. Okay. That's good because Josh is one of the most kind people I know. Thank you. That's fantastic. I could, I could be kind. Josh, what is the one thing, the first thing you look for in a woman? Does she spit hot fire? Uh, oh, let's ask her. So she let off with kindness. No, but you interpret that as rapping, but I know for a fact she lights the pole on fire that during her routine. So she, she's definitely got, she's anybody that could that, be taken a couple different ways. Yeah. Now, anybody that sets shit on fire is a passionate person. That's what I look for in a woman. Passion. So you're looking for passion. Yes. Okay. I think you might have your hands fiery full with passion. this one. Yeah. Fire, like a fiery passion. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, so so listen, Heather, obviously we'd like to try and get the two of you together at Expo. Um, I'm thinking maybe drink somewhere, uh, probably at Center Bar at the hotel we're all going to be staying at, um, because nobody's going to have time for anything other than that. Wait, you're talking Planet Platypus is sponsoring the date? Yeah. Oh, and damn, girl, I'm going to take you. We're going to go... <laughs> We're gonna we're go gonna, to Sizzler. Yeah, man, we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go take some dune buggies. We're gonna go out. to Olive Garden. Yeah, we're, yeah. Gonna, we're gonna go out to uh, t- t- take some dune buggies out of the desert, tear shit up out in the desert. Fucking come back to the to the casino. We're gonna take a romantic gondola ride in the Venetian, and uh, I'm gonna serenade you, girl. And then, <laughs> and then we're gonna go get okay. we're gonna get some of that five star cuisine over at the Gordon Ramsay's. And um, and then we we'll probably hit up a couple of the script clubs, girl. I'll buy you a few lap dances. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna... Wait, why are you turning into this voice that's, thing? That's, what is that? I don't know. What is that? I'm is not... that your GQ? Yeah, like... that's like I'm gonna kick it to the chicks. That's how I do it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You'll be amazed. It works, huh? Yeah, they love it. Maybe I should try that. Try that. Let me see you. Let me see yours. I, I don't think I could physically. Yeah. Possibly all right. Like just, all right. So look at me. I'm okay. a I'm a hot girl. Uh, that's impossible. <laughs> no. No. Let's hear it. Kick it to me a little bit. How about I kick it to Heather? Okay. Yo, yo, baby. I'm going <laughs> to take you to the buffet and let you pick out whatever you want first. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm buying. That's smooth, yeah. Platt. From what I understand, Heather, we haven't met, but you literally lit the place on fire, including the pole at EDIs, and got yourself a Newcomer of the Year <laughs> award. 
Um, what's uh, what's the future entail for you as far as your um, you're starting out a new feature beginning? Uh, what's the goal? Uh, well, eventually, I'd love to get my visa and be able to work at uh, some of these amazing clubs that you guys got over there. Uh, but until then, I'm just going to keep hanging out, keep talking with you guys. You know, there's the EDIs, uh, like ED Publications, Dave Manick, all that. It's run amazing. I'm really glad that I was able to come and do a competition to meet amazing people, like-minded people, and start doing that. So, yeah. So where is home for Heather Heaven? Home is Vancouver. Vancouver, okay. Well, Justice just got her, um, she got her citizenship just last week. So she's going to be able to, I just got a... a, She did? Yeah, I just, um, because I book features at at Tootsie's Cabaret, and uh, her agent not only called me, but also sent a press release that she is now going to be available for bookings in the United States. She got her citizen paper. Oh, so see, she is so talented. She's very talented. That's also. amazing. Yeah, we've known Justice a long time. She's that's great. good. And we also have Jane Jericho. She's mm-hmm. out there touring. One of our Canadian girls. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, and, we're getting these imports and from Canada. Canada. Okay, Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Dynamite's also from that Dynamite, yeah. yeah. So many great entertainers up there. I was wondering, what's the big difference between the strip clubs that you've noticed up in Canada versus United States? Their dollars are coins. <laughs> okay, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Only some places. That's mostly an Alberta thing, is the loony game, which is kind of controversial. Some people don't like it, but I do because people just throw those. The loony game. Abandon, is that like the Canadian yeah. version of cooter ball? No, the Canadian coins are called loonies. Yeah, I know that. Right? So what's the loony so game? So the girls usually take a what's napkin. <laughs> okay, so I'll explain in a second. So I, so I have a feeling this is the same thing. The Canadian girls usually will take like a napkin and put it in front of their hoo-ha. Okay. And then the guys will try to flick the coin to move the, the napkin out of the way. Or in some cases, there's a bucket or a cup or whatever. Okay. Now, cooter ball in the United States is when we got... like promo, like somewhere post. Right, they give them a poster or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. Winner. So, cooter ball in the United States is where a guy balls up a dollar bill and tries to land it either in a cup that's next to, or in front of the girl's hoo ha, or on the small of their back if they're doggy style on stage, or Usually similar it's in a glass. Or very something similar like that, yeah. concept. But, yeah. Okay. But up north, like that, they have Alert. coins. Yeah. So. And I never knew that. And I'm. Anybody who knows me will tell you. Like I, I've never been to Canada, but I have so much love for. Canada and Canadian culture. I love Canada. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Canada. Yeah, but I've never been to Vancouver. Um, I don't think. No, Winnipeg. It's I've been to Winnipeg. Part. So are you invite? Oh, no. Are you inviting us? <laughs> we should do a, a Planet Platypus like yeah, broadcast on, live up there. Yeah, that would be fun. Planet takes over Canada. Like that. Put that well, on we'll the see agenda. how this date goes. We can all wear those uh, Mountie hats. <laughs> you know, like they're police. I'll wear the full. Mounty uniform. That would be sick. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, so Heather, you just you just started uh, to feature. You tour around Canada. Are you able? So you can't you can't uh, legally tour here yet because you're not a citizen or you don't have your work release papers, right? Are you able to go anywhere else though, like Europe or any of the other countries that are out there? Uh, well, I can go for competitions so far. So I'm heading out to Jamaica uh, in August, actually, for a competition. And hedonism. That's going to be fun. Um, and I'm looking into Australia, do some touring over there. Because I know it's not as tight as uh, your laws for the States. 
I feel like just doing a competition just so we can get the Canadian girls in Miami for a weekend, you know? Yeah. Like, I'd love to do Canada versus USA and have, like, you know, like Janine and and Dynamite and Justice and Heather and who am I missing? I'm missing another one that's amazing. Um, There's another Canadian feature I'm missing, and I don't mean to. But I know there's five of them. Cherry Poppins? Yes, Cherry. And there's there's five of them that we, we could put on the Canadian side, and then we can have the USA girls... You know, we'll pick five of our best. And then instead of just doing their feature shows, I want to run them through it like a game show. So, like, you know, uh, Monday they have to do this. Tuesday they have to do that. You know what I mean? And have every day be something different. One's a team activity. One, you know, one might be um, an individual type thing. One might be two girls. We might do tug of war. I don't know. But I want to see what the Canadian girls are willing to do versus what the USA girls are willing to do. And I'm gonna try and get that going. Yeah, man, you do that in conjunction with like one of the big games or oh, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be that could be big. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, and I think people in Miami would be like, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're so multicultured. <laughs> so the, to them, it would just be like, oh, it's just. But really there's hot a lot. Girls. But there's a lot of Canadians that <clears throat> live down here in Hollywood. There's yeah. a ton of Canadians. Yeah. Quebec. A lot of people from Quebec uh, have taken over Hollywood Beach. I've I've noticed that over the years. So, um, but that's cool. So, so Heather, tell me a little bit about your shows. Totally. Yeah. So I'm really high energy, really smiley. I do fire shows. I do a lot of LED stuff like poi. I started doing poi like two months into dancing. So that's my favorite. Um, cool flexibility stuff. That's Lots awesome. of like nerdy costumes, like Mortal Kombat, stuff like that. And how about uh, promoting your club? You're, I'm assuming that that's probably the number one important thing that you want to stress is that you're a big proponent of promoting your bookings? Always. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And is there a feature entertainer out there that you've seen either on video or live that you kind of want to, you know, get your career after? Like, like who's out there that you really want to emulate? I, I got to get so many props to Janine Jericho. Um, fellow Canadian who's out there touring around. Uh, she helped me out so much. She was very patient with all my questions. Uh, I've known her for years, and she's just kind of like a mentor to me, and she's helped me out so much and continues to. I'm very grateful for her, and she's amazing. Yeah, she's Kicks awesome. Ass. She's a hell of an ambassador, too. Super professional. Yeah. She, yeah, oh, yeah. She really, promotes, not promotes, just promotes. the Canadian features, <laughs> not just the Canadian features, but the features in general, um, Janine has done things for us at Expo uh, years past. She helped me uh, do interviews on the red carpet. She's brought you know tons of features over to get content for us uh, on the Expo. Um, Janine's just a great ambassador. She just loves the girls of that industry, and she does anything humanly. Like, we did a, a feature roundtable, and she actually said why don't we get the international girls to have their own round table like she she'll stick up for the the girls that really don't have a voice you know what i mean she's gotten herself into a position in our industry oh yeah she doesn't just do for herself never Ever. no she never she's not a selfish herself. she's more of a selfless person than yeah, selfish for sure mm-hmm. so before we go uh i know we got a date set up at expo for you um are you going to be performing anywhere the week of Expo in Vegas? I don't believe I'm performing, but I'm going to be uh, handing out some awards. 
Well, that's that awesome. That's we exciting. need to change that performing thing, though. I need to see you perform. So okay. if, if if I can if if I can I don't know get, who we're talking about. I would be I would be down to perform. That was my question. If I can arrange something where maybe let's say Planet Platypus was hosting a party on Sunday night, maybe we can kind of get you on stage as a special surprise guest. Would you be able to put some costumes in your suitcase and be ready just in case? I'd love to, hundred percent. Nice. See? Josh, your future wife is very, very like into our yeah, stuff. It all hinges like on that. Expo. Yeah. The, the whole future of the rest of my life hinges on Expo now. So uh, it's so creepy too. We have no idea if she has a boyfriend. We have no idea if she's married. Hey, we man. have no idea. But yet, I'm already setting her Listen, up on dates with you. She, she need to drop that zero. Get with the hero. We're gonna we're gonna go to Vegas. We're gonna tear it up. Well, Heather, I think. Well, Heather, I think that you were. Uh, the best birthday gift I could have possibly ever gotten, Josh. Yes, thank you, Platt. I think he's going to sleep like a baby tonight. I'm uh, very excited about you being in our industry, and uh, we have to support our Canadian features. We have to support our international features. And uh, I think that uh, you made quite an impression out of uh, really close friends of mine in the business with your um, performance at the EDIs. And uh I would like to officially invite you to come perform at our party on Sunday night at Centerfolds in Las Vegas. And I can't wait to see you perform. And please light the pole on fire. Okay. I was going to ask. That was my next question. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're Thank lighting you so shit on much. fire. Thank you for the invite. Okay. I will, I will light all the shit on fire. We'll make sure. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to meet you, Josh. I'm yes, thank you for this very awkward introduction. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, looking forward to seeing you. And, and congrats on uh, a Newcomer of the Year. Thank you so much. All right, let's hear it one more time. Heather Heaven, everybody. Heather Heaven, the future Mrs. Fiore. <laughs> yeah. Heaven will become fire yes. at Expo. You got great tits. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Bye. Thanks. Hey, bye. Wow, thank you, man. <laughs> See, you weren't creepy. I don't know. It was a little creepy. It yeah, was, it was awkward. It was a little awkward. It was awkward, but yeah. I know that you really think she's extremely hot. And Bobby had nothing but great things to say about her performances. And I like encouraging new feature entertainers. You know what I mean? And, and she's got like Mortal Kombat costumes <laughs> and stuff. And she's really cool. Like when I reached out to her, she was immediately like, "Oh, I'm a fan of the show." And I'm like, "Oh, that's freaking awesome!" Nice. Like, you know, so uh, so I wanted to get her on the show. That was a nice introduction. I mean, it wasn't a full-fledged interview or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, I appreciate putting me on the spot like that. Hey, yeah. man, if it gets you a date with the hottest yeah, girl man, in Canada. Yeah, but I don't usually broadcast my running game pimp voice. Listen. But, you know, there once, now everybody knows my game. There once, <laughs> there once was a Canadian named Pamela Anderson. And everyone in the United States had no idea who she was. And then a comedian by the name of Tim Allen brought her on a show, which blew her career up. And then she yeah. became the Baywatch babe. And then she became Mrs. Tommy Lee, right? That's right. You are our Tommy Lee. This is true. Why can't Heather Heaven right. be the Pamela Anderson? Listen, I'm ready. In our, in our, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready. So if it was a little creepy, but you got her attention, so what? Yeah, right. Who cares? That's it's it. not like we have it documented and we're going to play it over and over again and make fun of you at some point. No, no you're definitely going to do we that. We would never do that. But <laughs> nonetheless, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, man. You did a great job today. 
I mean, without Bobby here, we were yeah, really man, heavy we were missing on Bobby, him. but that's all right though. Yeah. We, we we still had a, a jam packed show today. A lot going on. Yeah, you a lot know? going on. But your Spitfire of the week uh, might have been your best yet. Uh, you just keep knocking them out of the park, Josh. Uh, the lunch money interview was fantastic. I think we learned a lot today. Um, Sarah J was uh, entertaining as hell and showed her acting chops, which was <laughs> really sick. A big yeah. big shout out to Heather Heaven and all the Canadian features and international features who don't get a lot of attention that should get a little bit more. And hopefully, I'll go on dates with all of them. <laughs> hopefully, we can use that kind of as a platform to not only help out your dating life, but also to uh, introduce some of these features internationally that don't necessarily have the uh, the ability to here in the States. But uh, great show this week. I, uh, yeah, let's do it again next week. We're going to do it again next week with Bobby Mac in studio. Uh, we miss you, BMAC. And uh, we'll see you next week for episode nine. We have landed on the planet. It's been a long time. We should have never, never granted, but we standing on.